Hey, 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 YouTubers and friends, how are you all doing tonight? Absolutely fabulous, I hope. Uh, tonight we have a good friend of Flashing Your Pants with us, Digging with Deej. Had the pleasure of meeting her and Dawn at Flash Bash 2020-2021. It's going to be a great show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, YouTubers and friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess, Dano, the Treasure Vixens, and I. I thought I thought maybe they could hear me or something. Thanks for the super chat. But you gotta watch out because they he's can. probably oh, can hear us. Yeah, he's now they can hear us. Yeah. And I did that super chat thingy again. Man, not clicking my the right. There buttons. we all are. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I better go to YouTube, huh? Maybe. I'm Remember to folks. like it, Jesse. Yeah, give it that thumbs up. Glad to see everybody here. We've already had our Jersey History Hunters raid. Everybody's yeah. already jumped in. Oh, we were over there being Ed for a little bit. Oh, his name Zeus the Pitbull. Welcome. Professional wildlife photographers and DNH customers for 30 years. Turn off. What was that? Thank you, Nancy. A friend of ours, Gana, uh, an artist here on YouTube, created the little cartoonies for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing one of Jesse's hoodies. Can you see it? No. Oh, let's see. Uh, um, the hoodies are so comfortable. Yeah, I like it, Jesse. Yeah. They come out all right. You like those? Oh, yeah. 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 Indiana and they were tunes. They were perfect at flash bash in the evening, Jess. Like they, they were perfect for keeping us warm. Yeah, I'm oh. also wearing a Jesse Mint Toledo Jesse uh well, apparel t shirt. <laughs> t -shirt. Yeah, I like it, Jesse. Feels good, looks good. Check this one out. This one I just did. Oh, uh, Teach, did you get your shirt yet? Did you get your shirt, Teach? Not yet. Not yet. Nope, not yet. I got no. mine. You should have got I've shipped all three of them out. Jason's, yours, and... Well, I live out in the boonies, so it goes through extra big cities before it gets to me. Uh, so it'll it'll be here this week. And you know how the U.S. Postal Service has been. Goes 100 oh, yeah. miles past her to come back to her house. Right. Hell, our mail goes to Detroit first. But check this one out. This is the same thing, Ed, that I did with that shirt. The one I, that... that uh, that you're wearing. Right. That's, you're not supposed to be able to do this on dark colors, but ain't that cool? But you yeah, it is. Ways. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's cool. That's well, like my a... mail goes through Detroit and then Allen Park, and Allen Park is a nightmare. <laughs> okay. The sorting center in Allen Park is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, well, yeah you're from Michigan. I, I had a pack. I had an overnight package from Mansfield, Ohio, take seven days to get to Delphus, Ohio. Wow. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me. Wow. Uh, come on, post office. I can drive there in an hour and a half. I'll come pick it up. Yeah. I uh, I just ordered a um, 
a bucket of gemstone paper from uh, Thermal City. And yeah. when they when they took my payment, she's like, I just want to tell you that I've been getting calls frequently to saying the package is taking seven to 10 days. She Dude. just pre-warned me about it. She's like, just so you know, it's going to take a while. And it sure has. It's been over seven days. She's been over that. Anticipation grows. And let's say yeah, hi to everybody. It makes me so grumpy. We, we have all kinds of great people in our house tonight. Yep. And, of course, our friend Willie from Kansas was Umro Uno. What's up, Willie? He told me that he wasn't the first, is what he told me when I said, you're number one. He's like, nope, I wasn't first. He oh, said I was really? early, but not first. Well, yeah. The first one I saw, like, 11 hours ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> Willie's a great guy. I had a pleasure of meeting him at Flash Bash, along with our guest. And Don from Detection Connection, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. He yeah, didn't just... correct me, so I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Flashing all my new stickers. I've got so many new ones. Yeah, I got a ton of new ones. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. Flash, flash. What lived up to his name. I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure we're all glad to hear that. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was, you know, what was really crazy about that? Uh, it rained Thursday and it rained Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Monday it was raining when we pulled out. River we came had, up. We had good weather the rest of the days. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sunday they called for rain all day long. They showed cells that were getting ready to pass over all day long and it never hit you guys. No. Right. Wow. That's that's why we weren't able to magnet fish with Rose and Angela. Yeah. We did. So. We packed up early. We we tried to beat the rain and we really, really, really beat it. Except on the way home, we got hit multiple times with some torrential torrential rain on the way home. Yep. Yep. I had that because we Don and I went to the serpent mound to see that on the way back to his house. Got back to his place about 6, 6.30 and that. And then I left from his house the next day and I drove through torrential rains all the way home yeah. you know, on Monday, so. Yeah, we drove uh, up to Toledo from down there and it was rain after rain after rain after rain. Uh, Same drove down Thursday. I pretty much drove out of it when I went home. I have a gift for you, Deej. Oh, yeah? Um, you could share it with Dawn. Okay. Compliments of Watts, um, Worldwide Association Treasure Seekers. Um, I'll be sending you a gold panning is easy by Roy Lee Ladell. Oh, um, cool. Aww. And someone tonight, um, one hint towards the end of a show, uh, will be giving away a book or maybe two. Oh, wow. So, uh, but thank you. You got the first one, Deej. Great. Thank uh, you. I have to say, Don should have shared that dredge with you. You would have had a little, little bit more flash in your pants. 
that's okay. That's okay. Next year I'll try it. Next <laughs> yeah, year when so, I don't have a messed up foot. <laughs> so there you go. I hope you enjoyed Sluice and found it. Oh, I did. I did. It was fun and relaxing. Yeah, sleuthing is relaxing. Yes. <sighs> Quiet, not, not to run in the boat. Or, I loved it. I uh, loved it. She had Dawn right. in the dredge not far upstream from her. So uh, she had the constant white noise of a Honda engine pumping water going. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I was still far enough off that it wasn't too bad. So. But it gets really nice when there's no engines out there. You're just running a string sluice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had plenty of that when they ran out of gas. So <laughs> right. that made up for it. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of went. Here's what you do, and here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll I'll be back in an hour or so. And... Yeah. Squirrel. Ed was like everywhere. He was like constantly somewhere. I don't think he ever sat down. <laughs> That's it. Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. It's always somewhere. Yeah. I feel bad that I didn't even know Jim was there, though. I feel bad. Oh, I don't, video I don't even remember seeing him at the dinner. Yeah. So him and his wife there. were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't realize they were there. I would have said hi. Well so I, was... I know I didn't meet everybody, but I tried to meet as many as I could. Because well, it was a, it was kinda a when we got there, there were certain things that were planned, but then around those times, you could do whatever you wanted. So it, it's not like your typical outing. It's right. more of a meeting. It's a more of a gathering than an event. R- right, right, right. Gathering. It's, uh, it's, it, what it is, what it is, it's just a, a bunch of people hanging out. And uh, having a good time. We find the people enjoying the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Have some food for people. And and, uh, the rest of the time, you do whatever it is you want to do. You you know, you had opportunities to magnet fish. You had opportunities to memory tech. Prospect for gold. It was all there. You could do it all. Down and I did do some metal in the creek. The best part, the best part, the parts that I like, I can sit back and just watch everybody do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. It was a good time. There was a lot of people. I was, I was uh, very happy. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good turnout. I had a blast, and I know Don did too. Yep. Well, that's all. That's hey, That's what. That's all we want is for everybody to come out and have a good time. Yeah. You know? Meet meet people that they, that they haven't met before, but you know you almost feel like you know them because you've chatted with them so often. So it's great to put that face with the name. Right. Well, I I really liked it. Like we we had the Carls. Yes. And and we yeah. had uh, the Navities come and again. They're they're from a whole different finger. They're they're from like the adventures with purpose and chaos. Right, right. Chaos I met divers. Him. Right. I think I met him Saturday night. Um he asked me if I had a 
uh, a blow up thing to blow up their mattresses. I think that was him. Uh, and I said, yeah, just remember, just bring it back to me tonight. I'll wait for you to bring it back before I. Yeah, they brought in, it so. over to my generator to pump it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was great meeting them and the girls, uh, Ellsworth's daughters. Jeez. Yeah. Um, they, they were really cool kids. Uh, I hope everybody, they all had a good time. I'm Right. We're already well, thinking about next year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, everybody is, I think. But D, <laughs> I, I, every, uh, JP, Benzo, Deej, I'm sorry, but one, I think one time enough. a year is enough. I know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's like, no, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think, I think Mrs. JP and JP Lons and more and I worked out getting able to meet up in July, oh, which cool. I'm pretty stoked about. They're, they're coming to Indiana, so I'm going to go meet them there. Oh, That's well, if cool. yeah, they're in a ride, we try and make it to Indiana as much as we can. It's right. a good meeting point for everybody. Well, for most of us, DJ, I know you're a little bit farther out. So well, Indiana isn't bad. Yeah, That's it's not, not too shabby. Yeah. I mean, I'm an only an hour from the border of Ohio. So hour, hour, well, no, maybe an hour and 20 minutes from the border of Ohio. Yeah, it depends on which way I go, but I would take 23 down if I was going to Indiana. So straight shot. Yep. But now I, my videos, I have two videos for Flash Bash. So the first one will be this Friday, and then the second one will be the following Friday after that. Oh, good. Somebody got videos. <laughs> I don't think anybody, I didn't think anybody. Well, <laughs> I did. You know, I'm not showing everybody like I didn't do the giveaways or the dinner or anything like that. I did learning to gold pan on one and right. us working together in the creek. Thomas Folks did a good video. If you haven't watched Thomas, yeah, he video, did. I watched it. it. It was yeah. a good one. Yeah, he put it out already? I haven't seen it. Yes, yeah. it's very yeah, good. It's already out. Good job. All right, cool. Yeah, he does. Anyways, let's check it out. That was great. See you guys later. How come I wonder why they get notification? Oh, you know, Jonathan, friend, maybe next year we'll be a little bit closer to you. I think that's one of the cool things about Flash Bash is that they choose different locations every year. Well, I'd love to have it in the mother load of California. Right. Logistic oh my God, Jeremy's wise, in the chat. Logistic wise, that'd be a total nightmare. Especially, especially if we had to be the host too. Yeah, if we, if we weren't the host, and someone put a that hey, we want to do a flash bash out here. Like, uh, let's say maybe a friend like who's in the room, Jonathan Friend, or um, um, our friend Smith's Gold. Must baseball season must be over, Jeff. Um, he's in the room. <laughs> Or even some of our southern friends. Oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind going down there, but it's it's really hard to to host an event that far down. Yeah, getting the property and you know, I tried working with clubs and some businesses down in the Carolinas, 
and Georgia and it's pretty hard so I was so Nugget asked at flash in your pan did you see the golf I found and I was confused for a second but then he followed up with it was a set of 18 15 dentures which I did oh, see oh I I saw a picture of those crazy wow I can't believe that they were still in the condition that they were in, man. And they were creepy to look at. They were oh, so they, rough to look at. Real Yuck. molars and stuff. Yeah. You know? Wow. Like oh Candace said, um, or was it Candace, Jeremy, said the rich man, they belong to a rich mm -hmm. man. I think yeah. I saw it on Cats. Yeah, Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. I am with this angel, Mary, Mr. Lodak, the world's greatest moderator. Kay's digging it. And uh, yeah. the magnetic squatch. Hey, I got a notification in my mailbox that your shirts arrived. And it, it, we have a small P.O. box. So it was just a letter saying you've got a bigger package. And they were closed at the time. And then I told Angela about it. And when she went back, that little yellow slip was gone. So she thought that I had gotten it. And I was like, no, I didn't get it. I'm sure that they pulled that slip out of there on accident. So I have to go back up there when they're open, which will be Thursday and go bug them for that package. But um, I know it's there. We just haven't been able to put our greasy little fingers on it. Dudes are here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I reminds me I need to talk to Audra about Dude Stock 2022. Yeah, they they gave us the pleasure of coming to the Flash Camp at Gold Rush right. Days. So hopefully they'll come back this year. Well, yeah, yeah, you cool. know it's everybody's like welcomed at the Flash Camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Lodak got another wrench. <laughs> Hard Rock University. <laughs> Good job, Jared. Mm -hmm. You're the man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, and the, I guess we all have to talk about, is it everybody seen the weather coming up for Friday? Is it going to be mm. a spot for you guys? No. It's supposed to be raining, I think. Chance of rain Friday. We're going to yeah. get 100 degrees. And oh, sunny. Wow. Yeah. And then it's Jonathan Friend just said 113 in two Leave days. Leave it yeah. there. Leave it there. Wow. Right. Yeah. We're going to be high in the cat, uh, Sierras when you're out there in July, Dano. Yeah. I'll, it'll be cool where I'm at up there. Yeah. There you go. If you're in the water, who cares? Jonathan Friend says it's supposed to be 113 in two days out in Cali right now. Wow. Yeah, they were saying triple digits. So it's supposed to be breaking a bunch of records all over. It gets too hot. I'll be Western. Cuba and floating around. <laughs> yeah. Right, Jeremy, in the river. You're not going to be worried about it. Cat toy lady. Hi, Candace. Congratulations uh, to adding your little babies, officially adding your babies to the fam. Congratulations on your adoptions. Definitely, definitely. So, Deej. Yeah. What got you into treasure hunting and metal detecting and all that? 
Were you a collector um, beforehand of anything? Or? Well, tell us your story. Tell us your story. I was more into digging in the dirt. Um, for my birthdays, I I'm the oldest of three kids, and I would always ask for a metal detector. And back in the seventies. Metal detectors were for boys. Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh, you tomboy, huh? So um, I got into dump digging first. When I was a teenager, um, I would go on my grandparents' farm, which was actually my great-great-grandparents' farm. It handed down generation after generation. And I would dig in the dump. Wow. And I would find... That's so, so much, much fun. fun. Oh, yeah. These are my yeah. prized possessions from my family. These are clay pipes that oh, I dug. Wow. So that's how I got into loving antiques and stuff like that. Um, I found this in the dump when I was 17. Oh, nice. I still have yeah. to get a lantern top for it, but it was in three pieces. Well, maybe five pieces, including this and that. And the base was all rusty and stuff. And for my birthday one year, my dad had it re-dipped the brat in, in brass to restore it. And then the rest of it, we cleaned ourselves. It's not perfect. You know, it's kind of speckled from the oxidation. But hey, it came from my family from England. Cool. And that, but that's how I got into it. Um any of my friends that found out that I liked digging in dumps thought it was weird. So <laughs> I was, people thought that was kind of weird that you, I dug in dumps, old dumps. Um, I used to go, I used to go with my dad, my, my godfather. My godfather actually tricked me into looking for treasure. Mm -hmm. he, he said, oh, you gotta look in the couches. There's always money in the couches. He <laughs> <laughs> reaches into the couch and we pulls out a dollar. You know, I found, wow. out, found out later that he had it in his hand all the time. But right. it was enough to make me go, oh, and then find pennies and, and nickels and stuff. And that, that was enough, man. That's, I right. started treasure up in the same way. Um, I used to help my dad. Um, he, he worked for Pontiac Motors, but then he also had his own business cleaning restaurants. And we had this Italian restaurant that, he had the contract for and I would go in and help sometimes to earn extra money and I would do all the vacuuming of the carpets well unbeknownst to me he would be the first he'd unlock the door and walk in and take a whole handful of change and just throw it oh and I would find so much coinage <laughs> But then I found the strangest surface find. I come up to my dad and I said, I found this pill on the floor. It was like a capsule. And he looked at it and he goes, it looks like there's something in it. And he swears to, he swore to God till his dying day that he did not do that. <laughs> he opened it up and somebody had folded up super, super tiny, a $20 bill. Wow. Yeah. So that was, but I was, you know, as a kid, my parents encouraged us kids to be outside 
they would do um, like treasure hunts, uh, scavenger hunts, things like that for us to do to keep us busy as kids. Now my parents, my parents were just going, get outside, get out of my hair. <laughs> and that. So I didn't get into metal detecting until, trying to think, 2010, I think, 2010. And I was dating a guy and uh, we, we had a date planned one Saturday and early in the week, he says, uh, can we change when we go out to dinner? Because I forgot I, I'm supposed to meet my buddies. And I said, well, what's up? He goes, oh, we're going metal detecting. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> really? I've always wanted to try that. He goes, well, I got an extra machine. You want to go? I said, well, yeah and loved it and um then shortly after that i was diagnosed with breast cancer and I still went out detecting with him in that um and after i got done with my treatments six months afterwards he dropped dead of a heart attack mm -hmm. So, and I always used his machines. I never had my own machine. So some time went by and my boys are saying, mom, what can we get you for your birthday or for Mother's Day or whatever? You need to stay more active because I was battling um, fatigue syndrome from going through the treatments. And I still battle from time to time. I have, it, it pops back up to haunt me, but not as bad as it was. And, uh, I said, I want a metal detector. And they wouldn't take me seriously, wouldn't take me seriously. Aww. Then finally, one Christmas, they took me seriously. The first year, I started taking stuff out. And they're going, oh, my God, Mom, you're finding good stuff. You need to be on YouTube. <laughs> you know, and I'd only ever watched YouTube. <laughs> I, When I first started watching YouTube, Gypsy is who I followed first zero discrimination oh, yeah. and aqua chigger of course those were my first two that i followed the most and oh, then, yeah. and then my son said i said how do i do this youtube thing because they kept pushing me you need to do youtube mom you're finding good stuff taught me how to do youtube and here we are <laughs> now, never in my wildest dreams would i think that i would ever get close to four thousand subscribers i'm like 180 some away, something like that. Yay. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed to Juju's channel, get over there. Right. Link in the channel, and uh, I'm willing to bet somebody's going to throw it up right into yeah, the chat room here. One in the description, <laughs> too. Yeah. Thank you. So that's how I got started in it. Um, Thanks, Jaren. I forgot to hit the like. Doggone <laughs> <laughs> it, Jesse. You're and I am primarily a relic hunter, but I do find coins too. And but guns. I love the relics. I was going to ask you, what do you hunt for the most? You know, relics or coins? Or relics. Yeah. Do you have a specific time frame that you really aim for? for 1800s all the way, but if when I go to Connecticut, I'm aiming for 1700s or earlier. So, but. I, I love finding buttons. It's my most favorite thing to find. What 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 kind of areas do you hunt? I hunt 
parks. I hunt uh, home properties. I hunt farm fields. Um, I will be doing some creek hunting this summer with Don on the Mohican River cool. and that. So I'm game to try any kind of metal detecting. So it's, you know, um, the first time I saw any metal detecting at a um, like a kid's park was one of your videos. And I was like, why didn't I ever think about that? Like, why didn't that ever cross my mind? So I, and we still haven't made it out. Metal detecting is something we only get to do <clears throat> really when the opportunity presents itself. But I, I guarantee you our next video, we're going to be at a kid's park checking that out. Oh yeah, for sure. The tot lots, for sure. Yeah. Tot lots. Well, there's so lots. many, there's so many people that get into detecting and, and if they're in big cities and they're new to detecting, they're not ready to go door knock. Some people aren't comfortable door knock. Yeah. So they look for public property that it is allowed and you get, you've got to check your city ordinances mm -hmm. and schools and tot lots are good spots if it's allowed there. So so when you say like, are there signs that you could run into that say like, no, like, how would you know it's not allowed? Would they post it? Um, state parks here in Michigan, they post it. And then the parks that they do allow metal detecting in Michigan, the state parks, they have PDF maps and wherever you're allowed to detect, it's highlighted in red. Well, that's kind of cool. And that, and I'm sure other states have their own ways of doing it, but yeah check with your own state's DNR department and you'll be able to find out in those kind of parks. County parks, you'd have to go to the county websites to find out. City parks, the same thing. Um, some of the villages, you check with the ordinances online. If you don't find your answer there, it's best to go in person and ask. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, you know, are we allowed to dig holes? You say, if they ask you, well, how do you do it? You say, well, I cut a plug. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound so invasive. Yeah, your language would have a lot to do with it. Your language it. has a lot to do with it. Now, there's several villages, because I'm out in the boonies, but there's several villages around me that they allow. I could do curb strips even if I wanted to. Oh. Any township property, any township parks, they allow it. But... I don't bring a big shovel, okay? I bring, I use either the small less shovel that's like that wide yeah. or my hand digger, one or the other. Yeah. I use a towel to put the dirt on. And as you can see from my park videos, you can't even tell where I've been. Oh so, yeah, you can, you, you I practice fantastic no trace. Yeah. And that, that reflects on our hobbyists the best. When you leave no trace, I mean, I've had um, maintenance guys in the parks. I get done and they start talking to me before I leave and they look around and say, we can't even tell where you've been. And it's like, that's the way it should be. Leave no trace. So, and if there's garbage by you when you're digging, pick, pick it, it up. up. Pack <laughs> it out. So you know, and, and in tot lots, I dig it all. I don't care if it's an iron signal or what it is. It ought not well, to be you're in a relic the hammer, so yeah. it makes sense you dig it all. 
Right. She she was also on, on that video. You pulled out a piece of metal that somebody could have easily impaled themselves. On. Oh yeah, easily. for sure. I mean, yeah. a kid could have ended up in the hospital with that one in the emergency room. Yep. That was nuts. And that's so. probably pretty because I found the same thing uh, when I took my granddaughter a while back uh, at their local cot lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we find a couple of Hot Wheels, but we also found nails. Yeah, things that didn't Wire. belong. How the hell just get there? Right. Well, what happens is, if you know, not all companies that sell the mulch use the best magnets available to pull right. that stuff out. The strongest. Isn't you know, they equipment. may just lay it flat and then go over it with the push kind that the roofers use to make sure they got all the nails out of your driveway mm -hmm. and that. So. And if it was something that was embedded in the wood before it was chipped, there could still be a piece. And if that wood breaks down, then you got wire in there. So, you know, there's no guarantee just because they say that it's been cleaned of all metal that it is. I mean, something can always get missed. So. Yeah, like here in Ohio, the state parks, you're, you, you're, you're prohibited from taking anything out of the parks, but right. you can check on the beaches. So if the park has a beach, you can belly check there. Yeah, right. Now in Michigan, in our state parks, you are allowed to do beaches before Memorial weekend and after Labor Day weekend, not during the swimming season. Nah. So before and after. That's fine. Let it all gather up. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. And I love I love hitting the volleyball. Oh, yeah. Sand-filled volleyball. Oh, yeah, for those sure. Are fun too. You find a lot of good stuff in those too. Oh, there's some there's some around here, Ruby. <laughs> and then I have a uh, restaurant that a restaurant bar nearby that I've offered to go through and pull everything metal out of that every year before they start their volleyball season, you know, and that, and I found some cool stuff and then I give it to them to hang on to, you know, did you have, you know, they give me a list of stuff that might've been lost there. And if I find it, I give it to them. If I find other things, they let me know if anybody lost it or not. If not, I get to keep it. So. Cool. Somebody asked about ground balance. Yeah, I was just going to say, Mark Miller said, at Digging with Deej, ex explain ground balancing to the people who don't know. Okay. Everybody's soil has a different amount of mineralization. Okay. So your more entry-level machines will have an automatic ground balance that will be like a happy medium. But if you live in a state with highly mineralized soil, like uh, Virginia, over by Culpeper, Virginia, you've got to have a machine that you can manually ground balance. Now, um, I'm in Michigan in the Rust Belt, my soil ground balances anywhere from 60 to 70, 75, somewhere in there. Sometimes 80. It just depends. You can go from one site to another and it'll change. 
And ground balancing is when you manually have the machine tell you how much mineralization is in your soil and it will compensate for that. Wow. Otherwise your machine would be going crazy all the time, you know? So, um, and when I'm, for instance, when I do the home site of tragedy, it's a great big farm field. One side of the field will ground balance different than the other side of the field. One side of the field has deeper, richer soil. The other side has more clay type soil. So you should ground balance often so that your machine is running at peak performance. Well, when you say often, would you say, you know, would you give it a time frame every 30 minutes? If I'm out there, I ground balance at least once an hour, if not twice an hour. Okay. Can and you... like for me on the T2, I've got a trigger underneath the handle that you just push back and you just bounce it on the ground lightly and it automatically ground balances again. So, but um, unfortunately there are some entry level machines that you can't ground balance. They are already preset for you, which it's like a happy medium, but they find metal. They find metal. Yeah, anyway. they do. Yeah, oh, we've, got a, we've got a cheapo depot and it gets the job done. Yep, yep. Well, I just tested the uh, Technetics Delta 4000, which has been around for many years. It's an entry level machine. It goes almost as deep as the T2, which is my go-to machine. I love that machine. And it's also a Technetics, but um, it's pre-ground balance, but it is a coin shooting machine. Let me tell you, that thing will pick up those coins. So, because typically, a lot of guys really like to coin shoot. That's what they're looking for is the coins. And I don't, I don't, I won't pass over a coin signal. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I'm just out in the boonies and we got poor farmers from the 1800s out there. I have, I have found a silver, a barber half, silver half dollar that I did find silver in the home site of tragedy. And I think Treasure Troll found a war nickel. I found a silver Roosevelt dime, which is more modern. So, I mean, if I get a coin signal, I'm going to dig it. So. I think that um, <clears throat> when it, when, especially when you're new, you might as well just dig all the signals. I, I do think you start to get a little more comfortable with strong signals for sure but mm -hmm. why not dig them all why not find out right you know that's how yeah. you learn how what your machine is trying to tell you right another thing that i do gypsy's all about digging everything up mm -hmm. you know once you know what your site is like how much trash is in it for instance my home site of tragedy i have never pulled a bottle cap out there not a pry off not a screw top Wow. I have never pulled a uh, beer tab, you know, those pull ring things. Never pulled one of those out there. But when I get one of those signals, because I know it's not a trashy site, you dig those signals. I mean, I dug one pull tab signal and it was a little uh, brooch, a little oh, wow. pendant. You know, so 
just because your machine says it's one thing doesn't mean it's not going to end up something else. It's making the best guess for you what it could be. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't matter if you have a high-end detector or an entry-level machine. I have a friend that has a Garrett Ace 250 that detects circles around me. I am not kidding you. He finds so much good stuff. But it's like me with the T2. It's like an extension of me. I know it that well. Once you learn your machine, and it takes a good year to learn a, a machine well. Years, sometimes two years. It took me a year and a half to learn the T2 real, real well. So, And I'm still learning new things. Don't be afraid to try different settings. Make up your own custom settings if yep. you can. You know, what's the worst thing? You might dig some junk. Whoopee. Everybody digs junk. I don't care. The junk can be high. Jigger digs junk, for God's sake. You know, we all dig junk. So be prepared to dig some junk. Almost a rite of passage, I'd say. Mm hmm Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, get the junk out of the way so you can find the treasure. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and one man's trash is another man's treasure. This is you still, right. still find history. You still get excited about the history behind it. You even, you know, you find yourself you know, realizing that this beer can was old enough to need a church key to open it. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it just, it all comes with the territory. Yeah, for sure. So I know that you are, are mainly a metal detecting channel. I think really you're, you're definitely moving closer and closer towards just all around treasure hunting. But um, recently you've tried out magnet fishing, which is, wow. you know, the treasure vixens forte. Right. Um, I was hoping you could ex share um, some experiences because you've done it a few times now, yes? Or is it just, was it just um, the meetup? I, well, I have done it for several years because I did that. I had a magnets before I had a detector, but I just didn't think, I didn't realize it was a thing on YouTube, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and um, I have a Boy Scout camp that I've done a lot of magnet fishing at. I've only put up one video because I did find a couple of cool things, but it's it's got like a volcanic lake or something in there it's nothing but volcanic magnetic rocks mm -hmm. and but i did pull up some cool stuff yep. <laughs> so um that was at a boy scout camp that anybody can go there and detect and i even thought about having somebody do, do a metal detecting event there or something you know but because they were interested in having that but nobody's decided to do it so um, but in my area i just you know i have fishing docks and i have boat ramps and that's about it mm -hmm. um in my area over the last i think since the 70s um many of the nonprofit groups have every spring done creek and river cleanup out in the country here so i'll go to a bridge and i look down and it's beautiful sand there's yeah. like so i'm kind of confined to where i can do that and that um i can magnet fish in any of the state parks around me they said oh yeah get that stuff out of there you know yeah but i have to make sure i choose a time where there's not a lot of people fishing right which is difficult to do especially when you're yes. on the lake it's you know, the same time that you're magnet fishing is typically prime real estate for fishermen. And 
They got yep. if they we always say if they get there first, it's theirs, but if we get there first, tough titty for them. So <laughs> right, right. So um you, they should learn to be nice to Megan Fisherman. Too. <laughs> so I was excited when I went out to Detroit to magnet fish with you guys because I knew I would find things there I don't find here. For sure. And I did. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, a gun. Yeah, don't be able you found a gun, which is a yeah. bucket list item for a lot well, of magnet fishers. Oh, yeah. Day's wish list. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was my wish that day. Uh, my boyfriend asked me before Josh and I left, he goes, what exactly do you want to find there? And I said, a gun. <laughs> and Josh said, a gun. <laughs> he goes, you're not going to find a gun. <laughs> and then what happens? Lo and behold. <laughs> Lo and behold, I, I'm begging for a catfish belt. I still have not got a catfish belt. I'm asking, I'm saying, for God's sake, all I want is a catfish bell, and I pull up my magnet, and there's the gun. Like, <laughs> that was pretty exciting. Were you uh, Were you able to turn it into the police? Did you make a report on it? Yeah, yeah, we did a report on it. Um, I just, when I saw it, I yelled for Jason and Scuba Sonia, get over here. <laughs> that because i knew they would know what to do because it was my very first gun i had no clue i just knew we somehow needed to contact the police now, i haven't heard anything back from them if they were able to it had only been in the drink maybe a year mm -hmm. it's what everybody was saying oh my gosh that's a fresh drop yeah there was no muck on it yep but it did look like somebody had tried to scratch off the serial number mm -hmm. <laughs> the criminal had half of a brain Right. Uh, but it's scratched. You won't get that back. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. The other thing, the other kind of uh, treasure hunting I like to do is dump digging, bottle digging. For sure. And that, and I've done quite a few videos on that. I've got several dump permissions. And then I like to do cellar hole archaeology because the majority of my permissions are in the track of an 1800s tornado and the destruction it left behind. So either the house was rebuilt, number one, or the house was destroyed and never rebuilt and all it is is a farm field, or there's still a cellar hole, which I have one of those permissions in that. So. I have strange things happen to me. I dig up weird things. <laughs> so. Well, speaking of weird things and strange things, what, I, I know you do a little paranormal stuff too, don't you? Well, I don't seek it out per se, but. It finds you? It kind of finds me. It's always good enough. Um, so what's the freakiest, weirdest experience, um, paranormal type thing happened to you while doing your lifestyle? Okay. Um, my cellar hole permission I've had almost three years. It'll be three years in August, I think. And on three different occasions... I have had the first two times it was a woman's voice really far off 
asking me, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. And I turned around, just figured somebody walked up to the cellar hall and, you know, because there is a way to walk from land owned by state, the state and walk onto this property. I mean, if they follow a deer trail, they may not realize that they're on private property. So I stand up and I look around and I don't see anybody. I climb out of the cellar hole, walk around. There's nobody there. This happened to me twice with a woman's voice. Same place. But it sounded like they were real far off. And then last fall, I had discovered somebody had been digging in my cellar hole permission mm. without permission. So a friend of mine and I put up trail cameras. Well, I shut off the trail cameras this one day and I just went in there and started digging, trying to find more artifacts. I had just gotten done putting the crack together, uh, restoring an antique ironstone crack and had presented it to the owner and verified that I still had permission and then started digging, went to the cellar hole and started digging. And this time I'm digging away and I'm filming as I'm digging because I, I got a signal with my pinpointer. So I knew there was metal in there somewhere. And I had a man's voice ask me what I, what did he say? Um, why are you digging? This deep voice. And it was like right in my ear. And I just froze. <laughs> Waited to see if they said anything else. Slowly stood up and I'm looking around. I don't see anybody. I walk around the cellar hole, nothing. I climb out of the cellar hole, nothing. So I just talked to whoever was there talking to me and explained to them, I mean no harm. I am here trying to find artifacts to tell your story of your lives, you know, before the tornado hit. And I'm trying to find what was left after the tornado came through to give to the museum in town to commemorate your lives. I just talked as if I was talking to my friend that was there or something. Right. And uh, didn't they didn't respond back in that. And uh, so we put the trail cameras up. We were trying to catch who was cheating and going in there and digging. And I went back in like December and pulled the SIM cards from the machines and put new SIM cards in, came home. And I'm looking on my computer and one of the clips was really weird. I couldn't figure out what it was. Showed it to a few people and they're going, that is an apparition trying to form. And I'm going, oh, I don't know. So then I showed it to the owner and we tried to recreate it with his truck headlights, with my car headlights coming from one direction because this is in the middle of a hundred acre parcel that is surrounded on two sides by roads. Okay. But it's hundreds of feet away, you know, and it's on the top of the hill. It's at the highest point. We couldn't recreate it. Hmm. So we don't know what it was. 
So I did a video. I think I put it out in January. Just asking people to take a look. What did they think it was? Because we weren't able to recreate it. We didn't know. And that video went viral. I think it's over 200,000 views now. Oh, something nice. like that. Nice. Yeah. Did anybody say aliens? <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of everything. Sasquatch, aliens. There's some movie. I forget what they called it. Um, where they shape shift and stuff. I don't know. I don't I don't watch blood and guts movies. But Me neither. Yep, I don't either. Mm. I don't need any nightmares. I have enough on my own. <laughs> That's what I say. That's exactly yeah. what I say. Yeah. I say I don't, I don't watch any nightmares. Yeah. So, but I went out, I went out there this week because it was super hot and it's always cooler in the cellar hole. Mm-hmm. And um I found a jewelry box. Is that out yet? Nothing, that... nothing in it, but I found, but dirt, but I found like, it's got little cherubs on the sides of it. Mm. So, um, I didn't find that this week. I found that a couple months ago. So went back out, set up, put new SIM cards in, you know, put the information on the other ones on my computer. I've been going through that, trying to edit that and get a corresponding video up and um i'm using that jewelry box as a trigger object right by where that those weird lights that showed up in my one video were at you know so who knows if we'll catch anything or not but um my next video i actually do a I walk in from the owner's house and I show people so they can get an idea of how far it is off the road and stuff. I mean, it's not right next to any roads. It's in the middle of the property. So, so I walk there, show them, and I discover some new relics under the leaves on my way, walking up the hill to the cellar hole and that. And I show them where the uh, barn used to be and all that really quick five minutes and then a quick intro. And then I'm going to add whatever I capture. You know, I may only get wildlife again. For some reason, that place is a wildlife superhighway, and we don't know why. Hmm. Because all the food sources are on the edges of the property. I don't have to worry about berry bushes or nothing inside the property, only on the outside edges. That's why I like to go in by the owner's house because I don't have to deal with briars. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't have to walk as far. So drum detect said, let me find it here. <coughs> oh, did I, I'm sorry. I should have copied and pasted. Oh, quit finding creepy stuff, Deej. And then he <laughs> I know, up I with, know. <laughs> your jar was the worst. Oh yeah, that was, that was weird. And I had weird experiences after that, that got returned. So I was digging in my um, old time farmer's dump and I dug up a mason jar full of newspaper clippings. It was, I, I was digging and the only place that was soft enough, cause this was like in February, I think of 2020. I think it was 2020. Um, I even took my uh, fossil hunting rock hammer 
because I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get through. But it was like a balmy 40. And I thought, well, I'll chisel my way into soft earth. Well, I ended up digging under these tree roots was the only place that wasn't frozen. And I found this jar full of old newspaper clippings. Hmm. Took it home, opened it up on my deck, and it was all gruesome death. <laughs> you know, I was like, what the heck? In a, in a localized I area? Did not, I did not take it in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Did not take it in my house. I put it in my shed that's not even attached to my house. And then a few weeks later, COVID hit. And a week after that, I ended up with a nosebleed that no doctor could control and end up in the hospital. Mm. So as soon as I was better and it warmed up, that jar went back to the dump and got reburied in uh <laughs> I said a prayer over it and I videoed all of it. Wow. So, and I haven't been back to that dump yet. <laughs> Not this year. You think it's something you may try to revisit or are you just going to stay away from it? Uh, I think I'll still go back to the dump, but I'm not going to dig anywhere near that where that was. This yeah. is a pretty good sized dump. It's probably 30 feet square. So, but I, you know, it's all of the, um, 85% of my permissions are in the path of that tornado. So who knows why stuff was buried. Mm -hmm. But the articles went back to the early 1900s. And were they localized? Or 1908. You know, were, uh -huh. they, were they all from the same area? Like somebody could have been, um, you All know. over the United States. Oh, ooh, that is creepy. Yeah, everybody thought it was a serial, serial killer's mementos and stuff like that. It was weird. It was weird. Um, some of the articles they thought came from the same newspaper. Somebody did some research. I think one of them was a Kentucky, old Kentucky newspaper. And then I think they said they saw the some of the other ones in New England. I forget where. So, but I even researched the people in these and they had no connection to anybody in Michigan. Okay. So I don't know what it was. Well, Michigan would have been a great retirement spot for a serial killer. Let me tell you what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the spooky, but what about, um, have you had any wild animal experiences being outdoors so much? Any snakes or bears or? Um, snakes at my Victorian Creekside dump. Just, just gardener snakes, though. But good size ones. Yeah. Um, at my cellar hole permission, I think it was my first year. I kept hearing something. I couldn't figure out what it was. Couldn't figure out what it was. And it was up above me in the trees. And I look up and it's a mama possum with her babies hanging on for dear life. <laughs> watching me dig in the cellar hole. Um, I did... A couple summers ago, I did, uh, I camped out at the Victorian dump, Tanner and I did, and we heard coyotes out there, but mm -hmm. they never came near the tent. Yeah. So. Do you have any fears of animals? Are you scared of any, none of that? You're not worried about no, it? No, I'm not worried about it. I, I have property up in the UP. I know how to take care of myself in the woods, you know, with bears and 
Ed Moose, I used to work on the uh, Moose Survey, the Michigan Moose Survey, yeah. for nine years. So I've done lots of stuff outdoorsy when I was younger. I have um, snowshoed 12 miles to my cabin from the main road. Mm-hmm. Had to cross icy creeks just before I got back to my car and then quick jump in my car and change my clothes. Yeah. Um, so no, there's not much I'm afraid of. So what are you? Do you do? You, can, would you share something you are afraid of? Um, heights. What did you say? Heights. Heights. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I'm too. not. I'm not yeah. good around heights. Yeah. Although, Don did get me on a tower on the way home from Flashback, <laughs> but I was hanging on like my life depended on it. And he's going, I'm right underneath you. If you fall, I will catch you. And it's like, he knows I'm scared of heights, but I had to do it. And I did it. You got to conquer those fears. You got to yeah. gotta get so, through them. Well, I had that fear because when my boy's dad and I were building our first house, the builder wanted us to come out and go over some things. And we got up on the second floor, which was not done. And I'm talking, and I backed off the second floor, fell flat on my back. Oh, wow. And I've been scared ever since. So, I mean, I didn't expect it. Yeah. That's a terrifying feeling. Flat on my back. That's another reason why I have back troubles. But um, thank God it was in a a sand pile, or I would have done a lot more damage. Mm Mm-hmm knocked the wind right out of me for a long time it took me to before i could finally breathe again yeah so heavy meadow detectives detective said um my money's on deej versus a bear cougar etc etc <laughs> <laughs> well you know the michigan dnr claimed that there are no cougars in michigan i can tell you for a fact yes there are mm-hmm. i haven't seen any down in the lower but um, I, my son and I went up one, one night, one weekend to the property up by paradise. We pull in the driveway, pull up to the cabin and I go to get, turn the car off and get out of the car. And he goes, stop. He said, look at the wood pile by the flying squirrel feeder. And all I could see was this bushy tail going like this. Mm-hmm. Was long. Mm-hmm. I never saw the body, but I saw the bushy tail. That's enough. So I'm sorry. Yes, there are. <clears throat> but they don't want to broadcast it. That's right. Then the hunters will want to kill them. There's not that's, very many, but that's exactly right. Is that people yep. will go searching for them to kill them? Yep. Oh, it makes me so mad. And you know what? The only hunters I want going after um, those, uh, you know, any type of cats are are photographers they right. can do all the hunting they want yep i agree i did a lot of wildlife photography when i was younger <coughs> so out of the out of the treasure hunting that you've been able to do lately do you still have something on your bucket list that you haven't been able to try yet or do you feel like you're really knocking this out um well now i've tried gold panning yeah so i, I think would you like to the- try gem hunting Oh, yes. Yeah. In Carolinas. I would love to try gem hunting and that. Um, supposedly, there's a beach when you go across from the UP to Canada. 
in Sault Ste. Marie and you go east, somewhere along there is a beach that you can find amethyst oh. clusters and oh. crystals. And then I've been told uh, North Carolina has, North and South Carolina have. The Carolinas, Carolinas. Georgia. Yep. Um, just that general vicinity, that general. Right. Oh, hey, Arkansas, if you ever decide to have that way, let me know, and vice versa. I'll let you know. Oh if yeah, I have way too. Oh yeah, I I would really like to try our Herkimer diamonds. Any of it. Any oh, of that know, stuff. We I love fossil the, hunting. I love rock counting. The Carolinas, but then there's the Arizona, Nevada. There's you know the the Southwest area mm -hmm. also has plenty of plenty of areas to yeah. hunt. Um, the only state I've been to west of Arkansas is California, LA, when I landed at LAX on my way to Mexico. Oh, once. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to see all the out west someday, yeah. you yeah. know. That's a shame. Because <laughs> when you fly, you miss so much. I'm, right. Driving is. And like yeah. Dano likes to do, he likes driving state highways and stuff. Mm -hmm. Go through the little towns that are. Oh, I love going through the little towns best, yeah. for sure. Well, I you know I spent three years hitchhiking across the country all over. Well, it takes really a little got... more time, but it's enjoyable. You, know, you go through yeah. town, you see where the old courthouse would have been, the more yeah. stately houses. Yeah. Nice ride. Beautiful old home. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're oh, we're losing I, that. I love driving through. Um, when we go over to uh, to the Norris, what's the town? What's that town there? Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. A little town just before you get to the Norris. Uh, what is it? Gambier, little college town. Is that Gambier? Yeah. Gambier, yeah. Houses in it. All the old Victorian homes. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. I love the metal detectives, actually. <laughs> yeah. Another type of uh, treasure hunting I would like to do is a button dump. That's on my bucket list of things to try. So that exists? There's a... Yeah, there... Okay, back, back around Civil War times, many of the mills were were did a changeover and they turned into what they called shoddy mills and they made what they called shoddy which is an inexpensive fabric they recycled threads and fibers to make a new fabric from old clothes so there every town would have a rag man that went by and that's you give them your old clothes and rags well when they got to the shoddy farm they would have people that all they did was cut buttons and buckles and fasteners off this fabric. And another person would tear the fabric apart and they would spin it into new, new fabric. Okay. Mm. Well, they would go and dump in the back 40 of the shoddy mill somewhere in the woods, everything right. they cut off these uniforms and stuff. There's, Military uniforms, police uniforms, you name it. Joshua, Joshua has a site like that she goes yeah. to. Yeah, 
Yep, and so does uh, Amanda Digger DeGaz, who yeah. does All Metal Mode podcast on Spreaker.com on Monday nights. And she took Gypsy to one, and they had a blast. Yeah. They're still cleaning buttons from that button hunt. <laughs> so Do you have I, um, any of your favorite buttons you could show us around? Yeah. <laughs> I dug this one in Connecticut a couple years ago, and it is a railroad button. This isn't going to show real good. But it says New York, New Haven, and Hartford. And it was a railroad that was only around a certain amount of time. And then on the back side, it says, where is it? Let me turn it so I can read it. Scoville Manufacturing, Waterbury, Connecticut. Oh. And it's still got the shank on the bottom. And uh, I went on a collaboration hunt with about 10, 12 other channels. Um, it was put on by uh, Emmy Lyman, Mike, and Ricky, Wildman's Lodge. And Mike wanted that button so bad. He even offered to trade me a uh, silver love token. I said, nope, nope, I love buttons. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> I love buttons. Um, the oldest artifact that I found in the Ortonville area is... Uh, one of the first early settler sites, I found a button that was only made in New York where he moved from uh, between 1829 and 1833 or something like that. Because these two men names that are on the button, they were only in business with each other for like a four or five year period. And that's the oldest artifact I found in that particular township. And mm. that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, when you when you find a button, mm -hmm. is it kind of like a coin where if you clean it off, people aren't gonna value it the same way? Or can you really clean up a button and collectors not give you a hard time about it? You can really clean up a button good. Um, if there's gold guilt there, but you have to be careful how you clean it. Um, I don't think that, depending on the type of button it's, and depending on where you dug it will depend on the condition. Uh, it'll dictate the condition. So a lot of farm fields, they use a lot of fertilizers. It's really hard on coins. It's really hard on oh, relics. Yeah. So, you know, people complain, oh, you shouldn't have cleaned that. Well, a lot of coins, you don't know what they are until you do. Right, you know, what are you supposed to do? So they're not going to be valuable. Yeah. You can't even discern what it is. Yep. You know, so I think some people go overboard on that. It's I not do. like, no, I think it's, it's not like you went to a garage sale and found, bought somebody's coin collection. Yes. You dug this out of the ground. It's not going to ever be in mint condition. I finally just got to the point where I say, well, I don't care. It's going to be, mean a lot to me, and I want to know what it is. Like, right. I want to know what this exactly. is. Exactly. So, curiosity yeah. gets the best of me on that one. And then... Well, number, number one yeah. rule, don't use CLR. It just turns oh. everything pink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's always going to be a dumb coin. Yes. Mm -hmm. Always. Clean it up. Dumb coin. So many right. people are like, don't rub it off. Don't rub it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want with this coin. I'm going to do what I want. Gosh darn it. Yeah. 
Well, the only silver dollar I ever found, I dug, I dug with um, Rich, who passed away, and the owner wanted it, so I gave it to him. It was a pure, you know, 90%, I forget. And he thought it was going to be valuable, but it being hit by the plow and everything else. We went back to dig a second time, you know, maybe a week or so later, and he gave it back to me. He goes, this isn't worth nothing. Mm -hmm. I said, well, no, it's not a mint coin. Yep. He tried to sell it on eBay and nobody wanted it. No, it's the it's worth the value of the silver that it is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I got it back, you know. Oh. So <laughs> that's that's worth silver. So yeah, you know. which is yep. still more than what the coin was worth when it was made. So there's exactly. still value to it. And exactly. then the, the actual treasure is finding it. The actual treasure is the hunt and discovering right. it, and learning about it. So and a lot of people think that metal detectorists are out to get rich and they don't understand that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, you would have to metal detect every waking hour of your life to make any money at it. Mm -hmm. And and then even then that might not work out. Right. Yeah. You might be able to pay for your machine, but you can right. live off of it. Right. Yeah. So. Are you going to need a stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Right. So Deej, earlier today, you had a live stream. I only got to catch the very tail end of it. I was really bummed. I was still at work. But mm -hmm. uh, your live stream, you touched down on a pretty, well, it's it just hitting my heart right now um, because uh, we've dealt with a little bit of it lately, but uh, online trolling or bullying, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I was hoping you could recap a little bit what you were talking about because I just, I was so bummed I missed that live. Yeah. You know, you said there's been some people in the community lately dealing with it. And I think maybe yep. you gave a little on advice. You said that you had to report it. And I didn't you know need, that you could you need report, to it. report it. Yeah. So you tell YouTube about it or? Yes. Yes. You can file a report with YouTube and turn somebody in. Huh. I had no idea. Yeah. And you can do it. It's even, you can even do it anonymously. All you got to do is Google how to anonymously report somebody on YouTube and it pops right up. Yeah. And you then, you know, a lot of people that do YouTube, they don't really take the time to read the rules and oh, true. the possible consequences for breaking the rules. And that, and I've just been noticing the last few months, and it's getting worse and worse. There's more and more and more bullying, harassment, brand shaming, um, trolling, you know, all that kind of stuff. Trolling, yeah. yeah. And that, you so. know, um, we interviewed a gentleman. I hate the fact that I can't remember him because it was such a great interview. He did mm -hmm. a lot of work for veterans, Jess. Mm -hmm. And down in Australia, and his dog had been poisoned. Yep. Uh, Chris Bogus. Thank you. Right. And he he gave us a great piece of advice, and it's what the treasure victim victims uh, currently practice. And we pin the negative comment up top, and we allow our viewers to deal with it. Right. And typically, um, the negative commenters end up regretting it quite a bit because of the when the community comes together, they come right. together. And they're not right. joking around and they can still do it tactfully even if the comment is very ruthless or right. disgusting 
most people are able to say like, but, hey, you know, get that hate out of your heart. Sometimes, sometimes I had a situation where I made a comment that the township that one of the townships I detect in, if I used a big shovel in a park, they would have a stroke. Okay. Yeah. That's all I said. And it got blown up into this big thing. And I felt bad because mm -hmm. then people thought they had to take sides. Yeah. And what yeah. I should have done was just delete my comment and then it would have dropped. Yeah. And I didn't do that, but I've learned from it. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you may not intend. You know, I've given people compliments and they've taken it the wrong way. For sure. You got to think about what you're putting because we live in an instant society now. Yep. You put it in there, it's in there for life. Forever. You know, unless you decide to retract your comment. No, it's still there. So you got to yeah, think and about somebody probably what already you're got a screenshot of it before you did. Can it yeah. be taken more than one way? Yeah. Because sure as you know what, somebody will take it the wrong way. And I think, you know, I think something good to point out as we're talking amongst friends, you're probably going to agree with us, but say you're watching something you don't like or somebody bugs you particularly or you don't All like All you got to do is switch. Just keep Turn it yourself. It off. Yeah, change the channel. Do something different, change, you know? Change right. the channel you're watching. That's yeah, it. there's just no need. You don't, don't even bother. Don't waste the time. Don't waste your energy. Don't waste the time hating and mm -hmm. go find something you love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but a yeah. lot of times Ray Rustoff says thin-skinned people suck. Well, <laughs> if you're watching their channel, you've got a good idea whether they have a thick or thin skin. So, yeah, be respectful. Yeah, you know. And Ed, I think you were going to talk about how trolls are doing it because they crave the attention, which is yeah, they do. Trolls are so trolls, and the best thing to do is ignore them. Misery yeah. likes company. Because when they don't get a rise out of you, it'll get old at. That's right. Right. Yeah. Fight back the more they like it. And yep. there's that magic block. <laughs> right. Well. Yes. Well, they can still see you. They just can't comment. Well, yes. They they could comment but all they want. I only use that. If somebody's vulgar, like I had this guy, okay, this is the scary part. <laughs> Women YouTubers, we worry about this more. You have okay, to. Because we have to deal with it more than guys yeah. do, okay? It's just a fact. Yeah. All right. I uh, had this guy that kept coming on my lives after the fact to watch the replay. And then he would make a comment about, my breasts showing through my shirt and things like that. Mm -hmm. I let him, I let it slide the first time and then it got uglier and uglier. Okay. I blocked him. I don't, I have never told anybody where I worked. Okay. Oh no. This guy drove four and a half hours to my work and showed up. And my boss goes, somebody's asking for Deej. Well, Deej isn't my real name. Deej is my nickname. Only my family and closest friends call me Deej, okay? You know, people I work with call me by my regular name. He goes, somebody's asking for Deej. And I go, that's got to be somebody from YouTube because it's not anybody I know. It's not my family. 
So I'm I'm in my boss's office and I'm looking through the double pane glass, you know, the two-sided window. I said, I don't know who that guy is. <coughs> he says, well, I said, well, let me go see what this is about, but I want you right next to me. So I had both my bosses, one on each side of me, and I walk out, I'm behind the counter. I said, can I help you? I, I said, I don't know you. Oh no, but I know you, you're digging with DJ on YouTube. And I'm going, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you can make comments to me and I can answer your questions without you showing up at my work. I said, this is not good. I said, you know, I don't, I work here. I'm working. Why would you show? I wanted to meet you. Well, you need to email me and try to set something up that way, not show up at my work. I said, I'm working now. I can't meet you, you know. Well, I'll sit in the parking lot and wait for you. Uh, I yeah. said, no, you won't. I said, I said, you know, my boss goes, dude, the police consider this stalking. Don't you realize what you're doing? And then he started to get ugly about it and went out in the parking lot and sat in his car. And my boss called the cops. Thank goodness. They escorted him to the county line and said, if we ever see you near her work again or near this town, you're done. Do not come back. What you did was stalking. You could be put in jail for that. So I have to be careful. I'm lucky I have a police officer that lives across the street from me. So that's cool. Isn't that crazy? But, that, uh, but, and I'm sure the guy didn't mean to be, didn't, didn't realize what he was doing. And I tried to be nice, but then he started getting ugly about it. Then that scared me. Yeah, that's terrifying. So, you know, some people have a problem because I don't want to go by my real name, and that's why. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that's your prerogative. Right. That's right. Yeah, it's a pro you know, I, I chose to go full name, but Angela on the regular says my name is Angela No Name, and that's what she keeps it as, you know? Right. And I, I totally respect it. Because, right. you know, you said this is terrifying. This is the scary stuff. And maybe that's something we should talk about more often. But um, Angela in particular has gotten some unnerving comments before, like some stuff that you it's the beginning of a Lifetime movie. You know what I'm right. saying? Where the red yeah. flag shoot up and you're like, oh, is this even a good idea? Should I even be on YouTube right Outdoorsy now? Gallo, Chrissy, Outdoorsy Gallo. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I, ha I told her how to report. It. I said, you got to report that. I mean, disgusting stuff yep. it was like oh my god yep. so unfortunately uh, lauren oh no thomas and she pressed my he that my name real name isn't deej <laughs> <laughs> it's my nickname it's been my nickname for almost 10 years now so uh lauren if someone's creepy enough and wants to know there's ways to find oh, out oh yeah there's still ways it's pretty easy it really is yeah. it's scary easy yeah it's crazy especially how easy if they're is. tech savvy it's super scary yeah right yeah well i do have to give angela credit because angela has no <clears throat> social media 
she does not do it. She hasn't done it. She won't do it. And I guess I give Dano a little bit of credit too. Right. She doesn't like the social medias, but she's done an incredible job. And I've tried to do some, uh, I've done Google searches. I've Google searched myself. I've Google searched my friends to show them what I can find. And just, mm -hmm. just typing into Google that person's name, it's alarming what you can find. Alarming. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Every time sure. you agree to a policy on a new app, every time you yep. read the terms and conditions and you agree, you're giving away yep. all of those permissions. You're giving away all of that information. Yeah, for sure. Everywhere. It goes everywhere. Yeah. Piece of cake. Yep. I agree. None's ever really deleted. Mm -mm. Nope. It's not. And you have to pay dearly to have it go away. Yeah, you, you're right. You can get scrubbers, but it is. It's a, you know, you have not to cheap. You have to sell a limb or an organ to yeah. pay for it. <laughs> right. It's my dog barking. Did you read it too, Jesse? <laughs> Heavy Meadow Detective. Thomas just canceled his trip to surprise DJ at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would know who you were. <laughs> I'm retired now, so you can't find me at work now. I'm retired. <laughs> he was in the military. He'll find you. Oh, I'm sure. That's how LMV's in the military. He'll find my half-brother, too, who's a lifer with the Air Force, so... No one's that hard to find if they really, if someone's really looking for really it. Tried. Yep, you could do yep. it. Yep. Even if you're not on social media. Right. There's, there's more ways. You've been, you've, been right. being, you've been being tracked ever since you acquired a social security number. Uh, so, yeah, that's right. And then, and then just cell phones in general, just yeah. Oh, yeah. cell phones, period. Even before you download apps, cell phones are right. They're the, uh, the chip. They're the chip. Yeah got inserted into everybody but i will say i'm glad that cell phones can track you for one thing I feel, I feel because reason. let me give you an for instance okay every time i go treasure hunting or do anything outside i let jackson know exactly where i'm gonna be i write it down okay because there's a lot of dead spots by me okay but me miner in Canada, which I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He went to plant some apple trees on one of his pieces of property. Okay. Had his cell phone with him. Didn't have it on his person, had it in the truck. He decided this pine tree needed to come down. He cut the tree down. It kicked back and hit him. Ooh and landed on top of him Ooh. punctured lung broken ribs uh compressed spine and fractured some vertebrae a broken leg inside the boot so compound fracture all of a sudden his daughter and his wife are starting to get worried because he's not home yet he didn't tell anybody where he was going it took him three hours to crawl to his truck, 200 yards or 50 yards, whatever it was. Get his cell phone out of his truck and call somebody. His daughter gets there and he's laying on the ground next to the truck. It was a nice warm day. He didn't bring a hoodie with him, but by then it was night. 
was starting to get cold. His dog, Daisy, she was soaking wet from being in the in the lake. And they had to airlift him to emergency. And he's still recovering. So some things of technology are good. It's just unfortunate that big business chooses to use it the way they well, do. Technology is good most of the time. It's just bad people using it. It's wrong, it the wrong things. It's a double-edged sword. Yep. Very true. Yep. So I don't care where you're going, treasure hunting, to the store, whatever. Tell somebody where you're going. You know, because we've seen with Adventures with Purpose, people disappear on their way to do normal everyday things. And then don't get find, found for years, even though don't get found for years, and no, and then the family the suffers. Path. Yeah, one yeah. mile off the path, they finally find him fifteen years later. Yeah, so crazy. So, mm. yeah. Well, that was a really depressing talk. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, might be depressing. Well, hopefully, to I'll help but... somebody have keep that from happening to them. That's right. Um. It might be depressing, yes, but it's uh, reality. It's, it's reality, and it could be a very important topic. Right. right. So, That's right. Many uh, times, uncomfortable topics are not discussed as much as they should be. Right. Oh, you're right, Deej. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they do need to be talked about a lot. And unfortunately, they get swept under the rug a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, night, Nancy. Thank you. Good night, Nancy. Good night. Night. She's been going since your life. Remember, if you want to yeah. get in on that book, type in the chat. Hashtag book. Very oh, yeah, cool. Brian. Brought to us compliments of Watts Worldwide Association of Treasure Seekers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you noobs out there, and if you guys just just starting to figure it out, any education helps. It's yep. good. Too. All we information. All have a, a Toledo Jeff. It it doesn't matter what it is I'm trying to do. If I don't know how to do it, I look it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's a good way. Oh. You can learn about anything on YouTube. Right. Yeah, but that only takes you so far. You have to get out and do it still. Right. right. Whenever I well, want to learn something new, I ask the guys that flash in your pan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that could good get idea. you in trouble, Rose. <laughs> you sure you're sure of the question you're asking? That's right. I have, I've gotten better. I think I've. You know, I, I, I learned to tiptoe around and make sure I'm watching what I say. Make sure it's worded correctly because the mind can go to the gutter directly. And then never, <laughs> let, never let Jess touch your pan when you're learning how to pan. Never let Jess touch it. Why? Right? Don't ever, don't do it. Why? What's he do? He'll shake it all back to the bottom and make you start over. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kept telling me, oh, no, not yet, not yet. You it's haven't taken practice, enough black practice, sand practice. out. No peeking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but everyone gets anxious, Deej, and they want to yep. see that flash in your pan. Oh, yeah. And 
but I tell Jesse all the time, you you have way too much black sand. Uh, get more out before you fan it. Right. Now I have a question. If you well, like up in Michigan, I don't have much bedrock. Sorry. I have, but I have a lot of sand in my creeks. Can I still pan that? Well, sure. <laughs> But uh, I may again, not find anything. You can think about false bedrocks too, clay layers. Uh, okay. If, <laughs> on the beaches by the lakes, look at the sand. If you see like the black streaks in the sand, yep. take Prospect that. Those. That's what I want to do because there's a couple of lakes I have seen sections of the beach that are all black sand. Yeah, you'll yeah. get lenses of black sands in the beach sand and mm -hmm. hit those lenses. Gold. Lake Superior. Oh yeah, that has a lot of black sand and gold. In fact, that's where where Mike Punk developed his his, his black box. The gold. Oh wow. Cube. Yeah. I bet you he was by the uh, Two Hearted River too. Oh no. I, I know it's River up on the UP. About four miles as the crow flies from my cabin. So. <laughs> A crow flies like this, right? <laughs> well, in other words, if you were flying from my cabin to the North Shores, you know, the UP, it would only be four miles. But if you drive, it takes you 45 minutes to an hour to get there because the, the roads are all, you know, they're not straight, <laughs> not the back roads. And they're only maintained during the summer. Well, snow in the winter, huh? Yeah, there's snow in the winter, and they're used as snowmobile trails in the winter. Yeah. All the roads, so, yep. <laughs> Thanks, Jim, the crow. Jim, Jesse's new dance move, the crow. What did you <laughs> yeah, our friend Jim from Video Call-In Show. It's good to see you back in our live chat, Jim. Oh, thanks, Jim. I'm sorry I missed you at Flash Bash. <laughs> I didn't even know you were there. Well, it sounds like he'll be at the next one, Deej. Yep. So well, that'll you... be cool, because I want to go back to the next one, too. Yeah, we don't know where it's going to be yet. We Not haven't yet. Not yet. It's always nice to go to a new space, a new spot every year. Mm -hmm. How many claims are there with your group in Ohio? We don't have any claims. Oh, you don't have any? No, no. there's no such thing as a claim east of the mississippi uh, oh, wow. even though a lot of people in the community like to call uh the leases uh mm -hmm. a claim uh -huh. and i can understand why um technically it's a lease right so leases or permissions and um ospa has the Double D, where mm -hmm. Flash Bash was held this year. Right. Uh, the Norris, where Flash Bash <laughs> was held last year. 
Uh, they have a small place which is good for a day visit um, called the Scenic View. Um, don't they have one or two others also? The Wilson, the uh, Wilson which is not far, about 30 minutes from the Double D. The new okay. one, what, Sandyville or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah Sandyville. Mm -hmm. It's so, still being developed, though. There's right. That handful, the GPAA, the Gold Prospectors Association of America, uh, they have four leases, I believe, mm -hmm. in Ohio. Um, what? But we mo we work quite a bit with the OSPA. It's uh -huh. a little easier going through that organization than something like the GPA, which is a right. national club nationwide, sort of like Good Sam's or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then um, we're, we're looking at some places in Indiana also. Um, just now, isn't Indiana where Thomas is from? I forget what state yes, he's from. Thomas is from Indiana. <laughs> right. Uh, Ellsworth, it was a pleasure meeting the Carl family. The girls were awesome. Yes, they were. Yeah. It was hard not to have an ear-to-ear -ear grin getting bear hugs from them played this game I, I i don't know if i talked about it or not where they kept they'd go like this and then they'd choose which one was crazy rose or angela rose or angela. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. and then we thought no you're crazy and it was just too much fun it was a lot of fun wow so who won we are all crazy jess okay that's what i think the general consensus was was birds yeah. of a feather hey, everyone there's a little yeah. nuts yeah, I think we all are to some extent. Got to be a little bit. We all have our moments, correct? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You, you, have to, you have to be crazy to do stuff we do. <laughs> I know, as a kid, even just digging in the dump, people looked at me like, is she all right? Girl, no. getting dirty. Yeah, but I was a tomboy, the... though. I, I was a tomboy. Look at all the cool stuff you found. Oh yeah, for sure. Treasures. And speaking of treasures, you you know how our community is here and their lust for treasure porn. Treasure porn, yeah. I I'm sure you have some of your favorite treasure porn that you would love to share. I don't with think us. I have oh I've got some coins. But not very many down here. Most of them are put away. Well, here we go. But we we love bottles and silver jewelry. and turquoise. Ooh. Bolo. Beautiful. What is that? Silver and turquoise. It's a neckerchief polo. Oh wow. Found that in Florida. And that was a dig? Yeah, that was a dig, metal detecting. Luke Duke is um, like bottle porn. Bottle <laughs> yeah. porn. Oh, cool. Found this in the middle of a cellar hole. That's creepy. It's a trapper's key. Oh, yeah. So that's 1850-ish. Uh, 
this is my most favorite suspender clasp. Good condition. That's in great condition. Yeah, and it's it's got scroll work and stuff on it. It's beautiful. Nice patina on it too. Yeah. Now are those um, old clay pipes I see there too? Did you? Oh find yeah, those? those. Those came from my family's dump, my great great grandfather's dump. Oh man, look at those! Condition. Yeah, there's all different kinds. This one's got those nubbies on it. This one has got water buffalo antlers on it. This one's got a heart on it. Oh, those sweet. So, oh yeah. Those are my three whole ones that I have. I have a lot of broken ones because they were like disposable, like cigarette butts are, you know? Um, this is the only gold I've ever dug. This was yeah. my first gold ring. It's, and I mean, it's tiny. That's my baby finger and that's as far as it'll go. <laughs> so plain band, that's 14 karat. You'll get this, more. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to, this camera is not the greatest. It's a sapphire and diamond, what I call a dinner ring, but what now is a going steady ring in the year 2020, Ooh. 2021. But it's sapphire and diamonds. It's 10 karat gold. I found this. I had this cockamamie idea. I was trying to get creative, finding places to metal detect on public land. And it occurred to me, you know, here we live in Michigan, we get snow. And I remember seeing them, the plows push the snow to the creek. And they push it off the road onto the ground next to the creek and let it melt and go into the creek. So I detected where those piles used to be. You know, later on in the spring, they were gone. And I dug that out of the muck. Nice. So that's the gold that I found. Ohio Relic Hunter asked if perhaps you knew what the heart signified on the side of that pipe. They were just designs. The only, the only, uh, Read the, the only carving that is signified that. that signifies anything is this one. You see when you turn around and answer, didn't you? It's the Royal Antiluvian. It's some group over in England, because my my family comes from England. The Order of the Ro uh, Royal Antiluvians, or something like that, and it's their logo, which they didn't call it back then, is uh, water buffalo horns. So darn it! Not, the there the we go. Trademark. That's their trademark. So, and then you will see the maker of the pipe maker is always on the side and that, but they're clay pipes. I mean, you can see it was well burned inside there. Mm -hmm. They were much longer than this. These are broken. Of course, that's why they were in the dump. They would have been about that long. Some of them even longer. Um, I think the Scots, had longer ones than the English, but don't quote me on it, but I got that. Let's see, um, bottles I've dug. 
Yeah, I, I love the mason jars. I collect the mason jars. I dug this in my Victorian dump permission. It's called Scott's Emulsion Cod Liver Oil. Yeah. And it has a guy embossed on it with a fish on his back. Yeah, you can just barely see it, but you can see yeah. it. Oh, so, and this is like early 1900s here. It's It's got like a three point, it had like a three point screw cap, but I found, I've actually found uh, cork tops or press tops before with this. <coughs> Let's see. This is a master ink. It's ceramic. It's got a spout on it right there at a pouring spout. Teachers would use this to fill the kids ink wells mm. and that, and it says on the bottom of it, it's, it, it's stamped right into the ironstone Carter's ink. Mm. That's my best ink that I've got. I've never seen anything like it. That's a nice find. Um, What's this one? Okay, this is a Scott's emulsion without the man with the fish. And it's that press top, that press top lid that would just, there'd be a cork in there and there'd be a top that would press over it. There's that, that one. The same dig site that somebody just loved their cod oil? Yeah, <laughs> well, they cod liver oil cured what ailed you back then. Everybody use it. Everybody use it. It's the, the aspirin of, of that day. Wowzers. This <laughs> is one of the first early, it's like 1920s bottles, but it's Dr. Kilmer's swamp root. Who the heck would eat something or take some <laughs> medicine called swamp root? Uh, Quack medicine was a big thing back then. Yeah. Baldness, you know, snake oil salesman, right? <laughs> Let's see, somewhere I have a beer that I dug that's not all there. I'm trying to, I don't Some know where it went. Or a beer, I'm not sure where it went, but I got part of it. Let's see where it moved to. Um, I don't know. Can you guys, you guys probably can't see that. Let me try to turn this. This is a reproduction apothecary jar that I have filled with broken cork neck, cork top bottle necks. They're all different colors. And I use that, I filled it to save them. So, but those are some of my finds. Getting a lot of love for those bottles, Deej. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I want to find some really old ones. I need yeah. to get to New England and dig some really old ones. So. <laughs> I just saw Nightbot announce something. Huh? Pardon me? Nightbot just announced. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Is Lauren O'Reilly. Oh, con congratulations, Lauren. She's been in my live streams. Congratulations. She's been very active in chat tonight. She's been showing a lot mm -hmm. of love. Cool. So she won a book. Great. Super. 
Am I right or wrong, Ed? I haven't heard right. Okay. <laughs> Now this this is something that I found at my eighteen eighty permission. It rang up really high. It's really light, you know. It's like aluminum, but not aluminum. I don't know how to describe it. But this is why you need to double check your junk because this is this would have gone around the bulb of a lightning rod, the glass ball on a lightning rod and it would have held it in place. Gotcha. And lightning rods were only good until they got struck by lightning and then you had to replace them. And I found this in the dump. And it, and it had, it's got a patent date on it of 1893 or an eight, 1893 on it. But you couldn't tell that until you clean it up once I got home and I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed on it and finally could read it. Cool. So you never know. You got to double check your junk or what you think is your junk. It's like your pocket change. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I save it, go through it all, take out my coppers, take out my Wheaties or whatever. And yeah. Then the real stinking Lincolns and the rest of the clad. <laughs> well, I spend my I spend my winters researching, trying to figure out where I want to door knock right. next spring. <clears throat> and it there is so much available online, there really is. And if you check with your local librarian, they probably have a lot of that information available to you. So. I think I think that a lot of people don't go to that trouble because they're not co comfortable door knocking. Yeah, that's I was going to ask if you had good success with it. Yeah, I have. Now, but speaking you of just got to be yourself and you got to show your passion for saving history. Yeah. And yeah. once they see that, you know, and tell them some of the relics that you found. But my suggestion is when you door knock, tell them you're a relic hunter. Don't tell them you're a coin shooter because that's the misconception everybody has about metal detectors. They think they're trying to get rich. So, yeah, you know, like I get no's from time to time hunter. too, but everybody does. But that's the worst they can say is no. That's right. Luke Duke wants to know if you have any marbles. Um, I don't have my best ones down here, but yeah, I do have some. There's a red and white one. There's a red and white one. Mm -hmm. Um, here's a tinted green, green one full of air bubbles. Um, most of them are upstairs. Um, Jason Keith had a big old box of them. There's a World War II. 13 star button. Wowzers. Um, what else have I got? Steve Willie wants to know if you've ever found the bulb to the lightning rod before. The bulb? No, it, it would have been busted because they would have no reason to throw it in the dump. Once the bulb is broken, because they were hand blown, if you can't find another bulb that will fit 
you know, the screw thing that I found, you just have to buy an all new, a whole new lightning rod. And a lot of times after lightning hit that rod, it bent it all out of shape. Oh, you're talking a lightning rod? A lightning rod that went on top of the house or the barn. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm there now. I'm there. Okay. So. Um, speaking of research, a lot of us live in areas where the weather's pretty miserable during the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, how, what's your research routine? What tools um, do you use for? I, I get a, a lot of old maps online. Um, what's the name of the site? Now I'm drawing a blank. Oldmaps.com? No, no, <laughs> I don't use the paying ones unless the ones on my site that I normally use are available, but it's a uh, Library of Congress. Okay. Library of Congress has tons of maps. Pretty much tons. everything you need has ever been written. Right. But if you're in an area, you may only be able to get the fire maps, which told where the buildings were and they're like early 1900s. It just depends on how old your area is like new england there's a lot more available in new england than there is in michigan i can get maps back the earliest map i can get back for my area the library of congress doesn't even have and it's at one of the historical societies that i'm a member of in holly and they have this giant map on the wall it's an 1850 map the only other place you can find that map is in uh, the Lansing State Library. So you've got that. There are big free sites for Canadian maps as well. Um, there are historical collections that are available online for free to look through. So you just have to research and you know punch in what you're looking for. And what I always do is when I'm looking for maps, I put a year like 1870, 1874, even numbers, because many of them were printed in 1872, 1874, at least in Michigan. Some state maps are 1851, you know, they follow the census. The state will do a state census, 1851, but the federal census, census is 1850. You can find out a lot about your properties, find the name on the map, go to your local library. Many of the local libraries have library edition ancestry.com. Punch your name in exactly as it's seen on the map. And you can bring up information about that fi family. Uh, lots of the later 1800s and early 1900s will give information if they were veterans you know so you'll know hey i might find civil war buttons or whatever it'll give you an idea you know they were a watchmaker you might find watch parts so for me the the research is just as that's the only thing to keep me from going bonkers in the winter time research 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 
and try to plan out who I'm going to door knock in the spring or who I'm going to try to contact. Uh, some like people like to try to contact by email. I like to do it face to face. It's like because I think they can pretty much tell that I'm a Miss Goody Two Shoes. Like I'm not going to cause any trouble or anything. Um, I do carry uh, liability waivers in my glove box of my car because some people are very afraid of being sued. Right. Mm -hmm. I've only had to do that. I've only had to sign one of those once for them. So kind to get a permission. So happy um country we're in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um a lot of good information is found in state gazetteers. Um and Google books has a ton of them online so check your state's gazetteers for a particular year you're looking for it'll tell you you know say you find a property you want to know what it was you know it's a bit it used to be a business the building has been turned into like somebody's home now you can research what that business used to be and the state gazetteer will have everybody that lived in that town and it'll tell you what their occupation was. So a lot of this I learned because my great aunt was the family historian in my mom's family. And when she, when I turned 21, she turned the, the job over to me. And I started researching my mother's side and that and um, my mother's family goes back to england goes back to northumberland the name of the town is allendale northumberland england and someday i want to go there yeah i don't know if i'll ever get that chance but i'm hoping i will uh, mr lovak has a question for you okay wants to know if you've ever used lidar to find old cellar holes um no, I haven't, but I, I do know that there are sites that'll do that because most of my cellar holes, I don't know about other states, but in Michigan, everywhere you have a hunter pull in for hunters to pull in and park along a road, I can guarantee you 90% of the time, that's an old home site. If the cellar hole was close to where they park, they would fill them in if it's out in the boonies on that property, they may not be filled in. But you need to check with your state where you're allowed to dig because there's a lot of state land that you can lose everything that don't allow metal detecting on parts, some parts of state land. <coughs> but I have buku cellar holes around me but 95% of it is on state land that I am not allowed to detect. To detect. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, Nikki wants to, Nikki's our friend from Eastern Australia. Okay. Uh, she wants to know what's a cellar hole. Okay, a cellar hole, because we're in Michigan and we have winters with snow, People would dig holes in the earth to make a basement and they would stack rock 
for walls up to maybe four feet above the ground. And then they would put their main beams to build their house on top of that. Some built uh, vegetable, you know, what do you call those? Root cellars. Root cellars. Root cellars to store their apples through the winter, carrots through the winter, potatoes through the winter that would stay, if it was deep enough, you know, deep earth below the frost line will maintain 50 some degrees and it'll keep stuff cool. Um, now, there, we have quite a few cellar holes in Michigan, not as many as New England. Um, we have some rock walls, but nothing like New England. Um, it's usually the people that did the rock walls to, to show where their land border was came from New England. We don't have the abundance of rocks in Michigan, not as much as New England does. But it was something free that's there and they utilized it to make their basements. Cool. All right, guys, quick. Okay, <laughs> Willie said something like sounds almost like part of a sad home. Um, yeah, the, we have a lot of Dutch in Michigan and they didn't do it so much with their homes, but they did it with their barns where they would have stone walls, but it, it was built into a hillside. So one, the back part of the barn would be up against the hillside and into it and their, their cattle and, you know, animals that they raised would go underneath the barn to get out of the elements. But the Dutch are very famous for building, building into a hill. But I haven't seen it done too much, not in Michigan with homes, mainly with just barns. Wow. We all do our research, prospecting, bridges, magnet fishing, metal detecting. Mm -hmm. We all do our research and there's no better time than the, than winter. the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Deej, we're at about our show time we try and keep it under two hour or at two hours okay that sounds and... good i'm getting hungry <laughs> i bet or you angry. had a busy night tonight Your yeah i show. did i i haven't had dinner yet and if, for those of you who don't know deej uh, she's a great person, a detectorist, and I hope she caught a little bit of the gold bug. And oh, I did. So, if you're not yet subscribed to her or seen her, check her out. Her link's in the description below. Um, she does all kinds of cool stuff. She has a great live stream every Tuesday starting at 5 30 p.m eastern daylight time 
followed by our friends Audra and Rach, the Jersey History Hunters, mm -hmm. at seven, I believe. And, and then, then we top it off at eight o'clock with Tuesday Night Hangout Live. Uh, next week, we're having one of the crew of Adventures with Purpose, my friend. Sam Sam the Adventure Man. Uh that's gonna be a really uh really really <laughs> good show. I know it. Sam's a great guy. Yeah. Um Angela's had the privilege of meeting Sam. I've been able to hang out with him twice now. Great guy. I'm looking forward to the show. Um, yeah. What's what's on your agenda for next week's show, Deej? Um, I haven't decided yet. Oh. I'm I'm been so wrapped up um with Tanner Banana okay. since I got back from Flash Bash. She's not doing well. Well, I... <laughs> but I will come up with something. I'm sure you will. All of you out there, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Greatly thank you appreciate very much for having it. me, Ed. Um, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, <coughs> I've been wanting you on for a while. I'm glad you're here with us tonight. Yeah. I, I want to thank all the super <coughs> chatters. Unfortunately, my studio is not showing them, so... I can't name them all. Um, What's your show called, Dee? What's my... <coughs> Sorry. Thomas wants to know. Excuse me. I am down in the basement. And I've got my dehumidifier behind, but suddenly it's not working. I'm um, um, it's just treasure hunting live stream. There you go, Thomas. <coughs> I'm allergic to mold and my basement has enough of it. So thank you, John. Hippie, welcome. Uh better late than never, but you can always catch the replay here in a little while and make sure to leave a comment if you do. Um also if you want to listen to it while you're working, <laughs> we're on Anchor, Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts and a few others. Everywhere um, the cool kids are. Pardon? I said everywhere the cool kids are. Try to be. Try to be. <laughs> um, all of you, thank you very much for joining us. I love the Flash fam. Love all of you. Uh, and yes, we're working on next year's Flash Bash already. Uh, one, <laughs> one. <laughs> but I hope to see you all next week. Until then, may you always have a flash in your pants. You know what he's going to say next. That's right, Jesse, because ask Deej, ask Rose, Heavy Meadow. <laughs> hey, you guys, it does happen. Maybe one day, too, we'll meet you on the river.
Thanks for joining us, everybody. Congratulations, winners. Make sure you e email me your shipping address. I'll get those out. Good night, everybody. God bless. Love you all. Good night, folks. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hi, James. Hi, Dano. Not just me. Good night. Good night. Jason. Good night, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah. Marcos, thanks for joining us. Five, DVA, three, two, yep. one. <laughs>